Hello and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my co-host Josh, and this is week four. Week four preview. We're going to be previewing the games, checking out who to watch, who to look for this upcoming week, and we'll throw in a, a splash of um, bus sleeper lock. And then Josh has a little surprise segment for us that he'll he'll show later. So start out this week in London, Vikings Saints. Well, yeah, we do want to bring this up. We are recording during the Bengals oh, and yeah. Dolphins game. We are a day late. The... We're a day late yeah. with this. We all three of us were busy last night on Wednesday night when we could when we normally record so we are a day late we're not going to be previewing the thursday night games so we're going to start in london on sunday besides you know who you need to start for thursday night of course (laughs) so but yeah uh we do have a london game so this is a big deal for everybody um i well pretty much we'll start off with this you better have your lineup ready by saturday Yep. Because most likely, especially for both of um, the time zone Ryan and I are in, it's going to be at 8.30 in the morning is when this game starts. Yep. Now, like probably most of the U.S. population, bes- besides the ones in you know Minnesota and Louisiana, I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I do have a couple people in this, uh, in this matchup, but I'm going to have it just remember to set it. But the day before, so you have peace of mind going into it. Uh, but as far as this game goes, I mean, you're starting, you're starting Jets, you're starting Camara. I think a one you really do have to start, and I've done this in the Dynasty League, is I'm starting Chris Olave this week. Uh, but Ryan did mention a surprise segment. And I have been brewing this one up because I think now is the perfect time to start talking about it. We have a three-game sample size. And this is where, for me, I love to get a gauge on how people are feeling about players. So, Ryan, here's this segment. Okay. I will be telling you a player. And I'm going to ask you two questions. Will you get this player, or will you give the player, whether it's trade or waivers? Mm. And how much will you be willing to give or get them? So the first person I want to bring up in this is Dalvin Cook. And the reason why is if you're within the first three weeks, you probably drafted Dalvin Cook probably late first round. Yeah, at least late first round. You're probably panicking because he... Yeah, at least late first round. You ha- you probably have been panicking for the fact that he hasn't really gone off to a good start. But Ryan, you as the resident Vikings fan, are you going to get Dalvin Cook or are you willing to give that Dal- Dalvin Cook? You know, I. Oh, this is a this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me because I I do he's my he's my dude. He's Cookie. Um, I, I, I would be reluctant to give him away, but 
with his performance the last couple of weeks and the way this offense has been running, I am not very hopeful in a top five performance from him. Um, especially with Alexander Madison nipping on his heels and this most recent injury. Um, I see him possibly not being out, but being limited and splitting carries with Madison at least uh, over the next couple of weeks. So if you're willing to wait it out until he's healthy, question mark, (laughs) um, I think major question. Yeah. Major question mark. I think if you're willing to wait him out, do it. But I, I think it would be safer off of this, this last week's performance. I think it would be safer to trade him away um, while he's hot. So. Interesting. But Very interesting. You may have to wait for those that didn't catch that he was injured and that he might be out because he's he, he has been in practice. He actually had a full participation today on Thursday in practice. So they think he's going that, to play. That's a big deal. They think he's going to play. So I, you can it's risk selling time. him, but mm, I would watch it. I would watch it. So, so for all, so that was hilarious it, it, for this, for all of your reasons, mm-hmm. I actually say trade for him. Really? Okay. Yes, and the, so the reason why is because so Minnesota's been just wacky, for lack of a better yeah. word. Uh, like, they literally just won a game where Kirk Cousins was QB 10 in fantasy and Justin Jefferson had the worst performance of his yeah. NFL career. Yeah. So that so that's where things get interesting. However, I still think the plan for this team is to, to, is to have this offense go through Jets. Now, that also means in order for it, this to work, the run game has to work. And especially if you think about him being a disciple of Sean McVay, that offense has worked by continuing to run the ball and not diverting from yeah. that. Because a lot of times where it goes haywire is diverting it. Yeah. And it's not and the thing for me is that he he has been like to me he's been good. He just hasn't gotten the touchdowns. And that's where I yeah. think the scary thought is. So that's where I say get him. Now, the question of how much are you willing to give up, that's a bigger question. But I definitely think if if you can make someone bite with, like, I would personally, this is where it gets, this is very biased of me. If you were to do a Najee to get Dalvin Cook and another player, I'd be okay with that. I would also see if if you can make someone panic and trade Eckler for Cook. Yeah, or or even <laughs> now this would they would have to be very panicky, but even a JT or even a Derrick Henry trade. Yeah, I. I think Derek, so, I mean, I kind of mentioned this briefly in our last week's news and injury, but the fact that Taylor Lewan's out for the year now, and I I think that's a big deal. The Raiders' defense is is still kind of going through things, so 
What really made Derrick Henry's performance, though, was five catches for 58 yards. Does Derrick Henry do that for the rest of the year? No one really knows. Mm -hmm. So I I would rather have Dalvin Cook right now than Derrick Henry, personally. But maybe you can get Derrick Henry and a pick or two. A player. Yeah. So, in Dynasty, yeah, you... Yeah, because you would be taking on the older player, and no, I, I can totally see that in dynasty in, in a dynasty format. It's definitely getting a pick out of it, probably a yeah. second. And that's a, that's a big. I can totally yeah. see that. So, yeah, it, it, you have to deal with someone panicking and someone trying eager to make the win now. Move, yeah, I would think. Um. But yeah, uh, so the big thing also about this game is Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Um, this isn't a news and injuries podcast, but definitely be on the lookout for them just because they, they were hobbled uh, leaving the game last week. Yeah. So on to our next game I have is the Browns going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. I mean, and... for one, definitely start Chubb. Definitely yes. start Chubb. Chubb. Um, and Kareem Hunt is worthy of a flex option uh, in my book. Um, so, okay, so yes. Yes to both of those. Amari Cooper, are you starting? Um, against to Atlanta, me, this is where I think DB... Maybe? I would um, say flex consideration. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's just because of who he is in that offense, I say he's worth a flex consideration, especially with his previous performance. Uh, I think it was last week. But, you know. So my big question I have for you, especially on the Brown side, Njoku, uh, how are you feeling uh, towards Njoku after his really dominant performance last week? I I would do it. I would do it. I mean, he's it's I mean, it's always risky starting these flashy um tight ends cuz one week you'll get, you know, 20 points or even 15 points off of them and then the next week you'll get three. Like they'll they'll catch one ball for 20 yards. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it you you just got to be smart with it. Ride the hot hand. Whoever has it, um, and and with these flashy tight ends, you're gonna take a risk wherever you go. Yeah, especially if you're going down in Joku level, it's yeah. you you were you were literally playing yeah. the lottery at this point. Uh, but I definitely think it's he's worthy of note because they did give him the big extension this year, and for and, and especially towards someone who statistically didn't have the same number to say on Mark Andrews. So that's where I think it, I'm intrigued by Njoku going um, rest of the season. I think I need to see one more game with the same amount of targets for me to be all in. Now on now on the other side, um, we do have uh, at Atlanta, so they are going uh, you're probably going to be starting Cordero at this point. I mean, I, I would too. Uh, you also have Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Uh, the big question, honestly, is 
how are we feeling on Kyle Pitts? He finally gets eight, you know, I think eight targets. Yeah. And so how are we feeling like towards him? I, I, I like it. Um, I like him, but I also liked him in the off season before his two week kind of slump. Um, so I, I like his production, his potential production in this offense, but it's, it's, hard to see with Mariota at quarterback it's hard to see both um Drake London and Kyle Pitts eat it's it's hard yeah it, it's getting really difficult and this is something I mean like you me and Ethan have talked about is it might be Desmond Ritter time sooner than we yeah. know and I think Ritter has a more has a better passing capability to support two people and the big thing about Cordero that I just kind of I just been looking through because he's been a trade for target mm-hmm. for me is the fact that he's not getting that many targets yeah. like receiving targets and so that's where I'm like okay that's a big deal because that means you're going after either uh like Zacchaeus or you're going after I mean Drake London for sure but yeah. I definitely think that passing offense is going to be Pitts and London for sure now it's all dependent on can they get him the ball, and I think if I, I hope last week is the start of it, especially with the Browns again. Not a news and injuries uh, podcast, but we will bring it up. Miles Garrett may not play this uh, week. more than likely. He uh, won't. Especially more more than likely, especially he, with how serious yeah. the car accident he got into was. a car accident a couple of days ago. He wasn't in for very long. Um, he should be good to go, but uh, I don't see him playing this week. I think they're going to rest. Yeah, I, I think that they'll. Yeah, I think they'll let him rest. But that definitely means. I mean that that team and that defense specifically is very different uh, without Miles Garrett on the field. All right, now to the next game where I don't think surprisingly I don't think there's many like unknowns when it comes to fantasy but we got the bills going to baltimore to play the ravens and so especially i think this is the first time in like five years buffalo has gone to baltimore which i find very interesting so obviously josh allen yes Diggs, yes now the two people on the buffalo side i do want to bring up singletary and isaiah mckenzie are you starting so Isaiah McKenzie, he's again one of those flashy players. I consider him on par with um, 2019 or 2020 Mike Williams, where I mean even yeah any any time prior to 2021's season, um, Mike Williams, he I think he's flashy. I think he will get targets, not consistently. That's just my personal opinion. I I just don't see him getting consistent targets. So, I was tell yeah uh, I was telling yeah, Ethan. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say I was telling Ethan early because he had eased the Isaiah McKenzie owner, and I was like, look for if your team is struggling with points. I think Isaiah McKenzie is the perfect player to play. 
because that's just you're only raising your ceiling your floor is already where it's at yeah now if you were if you were a loaded team that like is consistently scoring yeah. a lot of points then i i wouldn't risk playing mckenzie there yeah. but because for some for like owners who need mm-hmm. that cap that that uh fantasy spike yeah from a player like isaiah mckenzie's the perfect person yeah for and that. i'd say an, another player that's kind of on par with him would be kj osborne for the vikings 100 I, I, totally, totally touchdown dependent but when he gets those touchdowns he is relevant like he's a he's a yes. definite flex consideration so like last i think it was last week he got that touch that like 60 yard touchdown or something yeah it was ridiculous. Well, he got the game. He got the yeah. game winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. So and you know, KJ Osborne has been that way since. Here he got six touchdowns, and he's a he wasn't even a wide receiver three, for them. He was like a wide receiver four, so, um, yeah. But I, Isaiah McKenzie, you can risk starting him, um, but he he's going to be flashy. He's going to be a flash in the pan. He's yeah. either going to be there or he's not. So um, yep. he's not going to be consistent like Diggs. Devin Singletary, yeah. I think we saw what. Okay. I think we saw the start of something there in Buffalo last week. I think, okay. Okay. I think that they are now, just now, like week three, or well, going into week four now figured out how their run running game's going to go. I think that it took them a couple of weeks of feeling out uh, Devin Singletary, feeling out um, uh, Cook, feeling out, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh. Who's their second string? Uh, Zach, Moss. Zach Moss. So feeling each of those running backs out, and I think they're just now figuring out that Oh hey, Devin Singletary is here, our most efficient running back. When it's been clear, I mean, since week one, that he's been the most efficient, been the most like there. It's been clear for a couple yeah. years. Now. And I mean, it was clear at the end of the season last year. But this sure. is a new, this is a yeah. a, a new coach, uh, and he was trying to figure it out for himself. So, I think that yeah. the level of skill uh, there is close between all three of them. But I think the lead back in Buffalo, at least from now until, yeah. Will be Singletary. Until whenever he gets dethroned is Singletary. So. All right. So next person yeah. on the segment. Uh, uh, so based on how you described all that, and I am 100% on yep. board with you, I think we would both say trade for Trade Singletary. for Singletary. Um, yeah. Now – how much would you give up for Singletary? You know, with the risk of him being dethroned in the future, especially in the passing game by uh, by Cook, I think he uh, it, it could be worth maybe a a second or a third, um, just to shore yeah. up. I I don't think he's a running back too. I don't think he's a running back one. He could he could flirt with running back two potential. But I think he's a definite lock for a flex position. Um, I would I, I would spend a, a second on him. 
So second in Dynasty, how much would you be willing to give up in a in a redraft or keeper league right now? Would you would you give up a Dalvin Cook mm. for Singletary plus? I would give up Dalvin Cook for Singletary plus um a mid grade wide receiver or like so another running so back. like so Dalvin Cook for Curtis Samuel and Singletary. If you're lacking depth, I think that's possible. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. So, but in a in a straight up trade, you would not trade Dalvin Cook. For Heck no, I don't think Devin's okay. So I'm in. okay. So, so maybe would you do James? James? Now, probably not James Robinson. I would say he's even in that category. But what about a James Connor for Singletary? Yeah, I think with with how the Cardinals defense or Cardinals offense is going. I I would consider a straight up trade. Consider it. Yeah. I, I would I would consider it too. That's kind of where the level I would have Singletary. Yeah. Now uh, on the Ravens side, I mean you're starting Lamar, you're starting Andrews, you're probably starting Bateman in in a flex spot, most yep. likely. Um really the, the there's only one person I want to talk about and go in depth, and that's JK Dobbs. Begging you. First game begging you to to bring him up. I yeah. am so excited about him. First game back, I will tell you, yes, stat lines didn't show well, like 7 for 23. Yes, and he caught a couple passes. Yeah. But the juice and the explosiveness he, he is back. He still has it. He still has yeah, it. He, yeah, he still still has it. But also, he in the, in that limited amount of action, yeah. by far the Ravens' best back. It's for not sure. even close. Like His ability to get stuck for a one-yard gain to make it a, like a four to five yep. yard game like that like that's still there so i was so i was through the moon about it would you tr- how much would you trade for J- uh, jk dobbins right now he's worth a first um i think i think Ooh. he is because of the potential he has yes he is injury prone yes he has had injury troubles in the past. But I think that he could be a potential star in in uh, Baltimore. So I think he's worth a first. Not multiple firsts, but a first at least. You know, because he's a lock to be probably an RB2 uh, no matter where. Like, because that... Yeah, once he gets the volume, yeah, he's he's, going he's a lot. Yeah, for he's, RB2. he's just got to get off the snap count that he's on right now, and that's it's because of the injury. Yeah, it, and I would say, like I personally say, trade for yeah. him now while yep. he's on the snap count. See, and especially if that if that J.K. Dobbins owner is like one and two or zero and three, they will have like they have no choice but to yeah. not play it out. Anymore. And but uh, so to be honest, like anybody who has J.K. Dobbins on their roster right now. And doesn't either have him on their IR or anything like that. They if they have him on their bench, they're probably a truther. So Yeah, they're, prob- they're, they're probably they're probably gonna are. want so more than just be... a one. They're probably gonna want more than yeah. that. Yeah. So So 
what is there anyone that was drafted within the first like few rounds that uh in a redraft or keeper league that you would say i'm willing to make this trade right now for jk for the later half of the year i anybody in the first few rounds that i would give up for jk yeah like and like well like like who would you give give up for jk because and I, like because obviously like james connor well yeah. duh we, we would give that up or like a couple like a couple other people but I don't know where I would go to where it's like I would I would rather have someone else other than J.K. Dobbins. So I would rather have somebody else other than J.K. Well, yeah, like okay, so let me let me think of let me because I'm, I'm thinking it. of one one running back that I'd rather give up and have J.K. for for future purposes. Be? This is dynasty, purely dynasty. In oh, redraft, for purely I hold on to this guy. But Aaron Jones. Yeah. I would Oh, that's a Would would you give up Aaron Jones right now in redraft? No, not for JK. Just because his potential is there, but he hasn't shown it yet this year. He showed it he, so, he showed it before the injury. But Okay, so I'll yeah. I'll bring up the person I immediately thought of for this. Would you trade Ezekiel Elliott for J.K. Dobbins oh, right now? For sure, one hundred percent. Real? Okay, because because that's kind of the level. I, I you know, I have like... been losing faith in Ezekiel Elliott over the last couple of years, especially with the emergence of Tony Pollard last year, who really showed that he yeah. could be the number one back in Dallas. And not blink, and that offense not blink an eye, like not miss. Yeah, no, Zeke. not. I real. I, I'll be honest. Like my hot take has been, Zeke keeps getting like like usage is because he was way better in pass yeah. pro than Tony Pollard, and then on top of that, they've paid him yeah. ninety plus. Million. They paid him too much, and that's where. <laughs> that's why he's still on. Well, that yeah, offense. and yeah, so that's where it's like, I, you're kind of stuck with it. I've been off the Zeke train for so yeah. long. It's just, and that was one person I've always avoided, mm-hmm. just because it's like I can't trust yeah. you right now. And now, and that was with, at that point where the dynasty O line, basically the like amazing Dallas Cowboys O line, was starting to like lose pieces left and right when Travis Frederick retired, yeah. and, and and like Tyrone Smith kept getting hurt, and so that's where it's like, okay, I'm yeah. done. And I'm yeah. I'm losing faith in Zeke. I've lost faith in Zeke. And Tony Pollard is now looking like the better back. Like he's more I I he, would he's agree. more fantasy. He's more explosive. Yeah, but he's more fantasy productive too. Yeah, fantasy so, relevant as well. I I would agree I would, with that. I would, anybody who has Zeke trade for Pollard. Get Pollard. Yeah. Like, be, and so many people the last few years have just like suckered in. It's like, you know what? I think it, Zeke's going to do good this year. It's, Zeke's going to do this yeah. good, good this year. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to spend a third round yeah. pick. And it's <laughs> it, it's the old um, Dallas Cowboys uh, thing every year. This is our year. This is our year. Except this, this is our this year. Is, it's oh. Zeke's year. It's Zeke's year. This is Zeke's year. Right, it's like, right. no, it's not. Ryan, how, how 
legitimately how many times oh have we've heard that oh my gosh within the last few years yeah it's, all right especially just just for context sake we both live yeah. in texas we both live in the dallas <sighs> area and that's what we hear yeah i literally just heard oh, it this yeah. week with one of my co-workers saying this is our year yeah i can't this do is our year yeah, well, speaking of Zeke, that's going to be our next game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys going uh, playing at home versus the Commanders. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to feel about this game. Because I think if anything proved last week, a good D-line just destroys the Commanders' yeah. offense. And you have Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Mm. Good luck, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And yeah, if you get if you get to Carson, you the game's done. Like I said last yeah, week, game. you know, he he was he was just being smothered. And he could not get into yeah. a rhythm, Dude, could not it, get anything going. That's what killed him. That was one of the worst O line performances. Well, and quarterback performance. I'll add that because yeah. uh, as far as pass protection, because it's both. That was one of the worst things I've seen in a long yeah. time. Just because it was just there was one either no time, or it was I'm going to go do hero ball and then give up the sack again. So it both things happened, yeah. and so and unfortunately for there, like it just, they just never got going. Terry, I mean Terry somehow did good, but <laughs> Curtis Samuel, Dotson, like they all took a hit. Yeah, I mean Curtis Samuel still I, still produced, just not as much as he did. Them previous two weeks still all right so still produce so i, I want to throw this idea at you uh at, so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you three names here tell me which one you're starting in your flex spot curtis samuel jeff wilson or khalil herbert who are you starting first of all khalil herbert a lock i i love the dude I've said for the last two years, well, since he came into the league. Oh, sorry. Um, since he came into the league, I have felt like he's been the better back in Chicago. And it's it's taken Monty really having like this injury last week where Khalil Herbert stepped in and showed everybody that he is the better back in Chicago. And I think this is Herbert's time to show everybody and to really like say, Hey, this is my spot. I am RB one. So I think he's going to prove it over the next couple of weeks while Monty's out. So I, I have him as a streaming so Her- option for me, like in every league. Okay. So Herbert, Herbert's your lock. Herbert is a Herbert's lock. your lock out of, the, out of those yeah. three. Interesting. So, okay, because I because I actually would pick Herbert too. I as much as Curtis Samuel would be good, I just don't. Th- I just think with this D line, it's not going to go well. with this D line and O line. I just don't think it's going to end well for the Commanders here, and for the Cowboys side, obviously, I don't think Dak comes back this week. It looks like Week Five is going to be the uh, the point for Dak, and then. I mean, Zeke, Pollard, you're probably starting at this point, depending on yeah. RB2 or Flex. 
how are you feeling about CD Lamb at this point? For you being the CD Lamb, I I'm keeping him in my lineup. I think he's got good chemistry with Cooper Rush, um, and I yeah. think he continues to build that as the weeks go on. Um, you know, he had a rough he kind of had a rough time that first week, um, but I think that was that was mainly. Um, Dak being out and I think it was like that whole Tampa Bay defense kind of just like smothered him and yeah. it was it was rough for him I mean he only he got 11 targets he has consistently every week gotten 11 targets which is so impressive but I think that he's going to be fine I think it's just yeah it's taking him I, some I think time he's... to acclimate to not having that yeah i i i think he'll be fine um my bigger issue is when michael gallup comes back and i know it may take some of the targets away but i think it's more like oh we're just gonna not use we may just go more 11 personnel just to go with noah brown cd and michael gallup because dalton schultz is also out and so now they have Jake Ferguson in there, one tight end on the field. I could see that possibility. I don't think Michael Gallup takes too much of uh, Cooper uh, Cooper Rush's. Uh, what just happened? Two is what just down. happened? And I think his finger is oh, dislocated. No. He's laying down like this. Oh, and is like, I think it was his index finger. Is he? Is he moving? I'm. Ooh. Oh, there's something. Right, like we he said from the top, his, we're doing he slammed this. slammed his head. Oh, no, it's a head injury? I don't know. He's doing this, like, around his head, and they're on the field right now. Oh, Yikes. no. Oh, um, that's bad. Yeah, so two is, two is that down. That is bad. Um, uh Okay, that's that's really yeah. bad. Yeah. All right, we we can continue. I'll give updates as they come. Okay, we'll. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Def, yeah definitely keep keep me updated on that. But yeah, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about CD. I think it's going to be interesting as the year goes on with Gallup and then with Dak returning and recovering. Yeah. Um. So our next yeah our next game that we have here, Seahawks and Lions. So. I want to kind of start on the Lions here because it looks like uh, DeAndre Swift is not playing this week. Kind of not surprised when your coach is offering, hey, probably take two weeks off yeah. and you'll be good to go. So it looks like uh, the return of the Mighty Craig and uh, Jamal Williams is probably going to be that timeshare. I mean, Jamal Williams um, has been a start. <laughs> I mean, he's been a vulture. Yeah. He's been a touchdown vulture like ever since week one. So, honestly, in deeper leagues, yeah, I, he's he's worth a flex consideration for me. I mean, I I picked him up and put yeah. him in my flex. Honestly, I mean that like I just straight up did that. I I mean it's a good matchup against mm-hmm. the Seahawks too. Jared Goff has been balling pretty good. So along with Amon Ra, Hawkinson, you're playing the lottery, yeah. but I mean definitely it's going to be a Jamal Williams and a Sun God oh, show. Yeah. Now, on, may not even on the other side, 
So I'm on I'm on Raw oh, is on the injury right. list. He he hasn't participated. Right, he is days. on the injury report. So, oh he he's been a DMP. Yeah, he's been a DMP the last. Okay, two days. so it it's a, a it's a uh, uh, early afternoon game. So check Saturday to see the injury report. Uh, if if he's uh, a full participant on Saturday, then he's going to be good good to go. If he's not, then most likely he won't be playing, which means you're probably going to want to start Chark or Josh Reynolds in your flex yeah. spot. Uh, and then, so, on the Seahawks side, I'm not trusting a, a Seattle running back at this point. Even even though the matchup's yeah, good, no. I don't know who it's going I to don't be, like so I don't trust any of them. It, if I don't like Ken Walker no, in this situation if, if either. Kenneth Walker, mm, if they show up, maybe. But... I'll be it's honest. Take him you, a if weeks. I had Ken, if I had Kenneth Walker, I would not be starting him unless yeah. Penny was out. Yeah, and just because the opportunity is just kind of split down the middle. But even then, like I'm not at really liking like that offense. Yeah, at, at this, this point. point, if if um, down the line, uh, Kenneth Walker takes over, and takes the majority of the share then yeah yeah start start kenneth walker but right but now, right no. now no keep him on your bench and then obviously dk and Lockett, you're basically praying at that point yep you are you are praying because i don't like dk i don't like Lockett. it's it's just with, it's just the opportunity <laughs> not with geno smith commanding that offense like they're they're making yeah they're making that offense kind of work but it's still it's just not good Gino for is all right i will admit that he's an all right quarterback but he does not have the i don't know he doesn't have like a clutch feel to him he doesn't I get. I guess for me is it's just more of he can play. He can run an offense, yeah. but will the offense ever run through him? Yeah. No. 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 It, yeah. He. He will not be. Yeah. He's just what I like to call the breadwinner. <laughs> he will not. He'll yes. be replaced. He. Yeah. He. Yeah. He will not be the breadwinner, but he's better than Drew Locke. That's what we found out. Yeah. Uh, so let's go for the next game. Uh, this is where things are going to get interesting. Chargers, Texans, mm. and uh, look away, Chargers fans, because this got ugly really quick. <laughs> um, Rashawn Slater, again, uh, he's out yeah. for the year, so that definitely complicates things. And then I'm going to do the segment again, and I think it's one – I mean, I've said this over and over again. I've hit the panic yeah. button, but I want to know what, how you're feeling. Are you trying to trade for Eckler, or are you, are you trying to give Eckler? I am trading four. Oh, I am. I am trading tell. four. I think this offense is still trying to find its feet. I think last year was great for them. Um, Herbert really put the team on his back, though. I think that they're going to be leaning a little more on Eckler in the future. Now, I hope that that's the case. Um, I could see it happening. 
Do I know for sure? Obviously not. Okay. A stretcher is out for Tua. They are carting oh, him off the field. No. Oh no. Well, yeah, I am. They are carting him off the field right now. Like he oh, is strapped in. Oh. No. Not moving. That is not good. Oh no, that is oh that is the Yikes. worst news. Oh. Oh no, especially since this so what scares me is that I mean he had the issue Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Looks oh, like it's no. Teddy Bridgewater time. Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Gosh. Yeah, they kept his helmet on and unscrewed his face mask and all of that. Yeah. Dude. That's not good. Yeah, no. Okay, so that tells me you, there needs to be a, a if it's if it's that bad, like we we need an explanation yeah. on Sunday, and we need an. Man, I feel so bad for Tua because it will finally turn into the yeah. corner too. And I mean, this the fantasy implications. Sorry to pivot, but because um, it what happened to him is tragic, and and I hope he's okay. I'll be praying for him, but. Oh, yeah. No. Um, fantasy implications. Waddle and Hill. Uh, with Bridgewater in the backfield, I don't know. Oh, that yeah. I don't that, know what happens there. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Oh, yeah. No. So let's let's go on to our next matchup if we can. Okay. So the yeah, let's go to the next matchup. Um, oh, we well, still. Have I mean, to we were talking yeah, about we were Chargers. Talking Chargers. Yeah. Okay. So. Chargers, like I said, I'd say um, I I would I would try to acquire Eckler. I like him. I like him. His performance over the last couple of weeks has not been great, but I think it'll get better. So. So I'm on the opposite for you, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes as no surprise. I've been on the trade away Eckler as soon as you okay. can. Well, maybe not in PPR formats because the passing volume is still there, but the rushing volume is what scares mm-hmm. me. And it's just because it's been two and a half yards of carry and not getting almost any red yeah. zone opportunities. That's all been going to Sony Michelle. Yeah. And th- this is where it's like either that's going to have to change or – I don't know. Yeah. Like that that's where it's I'm like okay, this is a problem. And on top of that, when your top left tackles out for the game, uh, out for the year yeah. actually. That's what doesn't bode well. And it's and especially now, I mean, you they have a good trio of receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams and uh and Josh Palmer, and I think they may have to rely on them mm-hmm. more than anything. So that's so that's the only thing that scares me, and I mean I had Eckler in the standard league, so I did trade him away, just because it it didn't really benefit me all that much. But I would say if you're in the half PPR, I would I would start considering it, because the problem is you don't want to get left with a player that's just tanking, yeah. and you probably you probably you spent a top five pick on yeah. So that I would personally, that's where I'm like. 
I mean, I just traded him for Swift. That's kind of my barometer right I, now. I'd say, yeah, the upside for Swift, just because he's younger and he's on a pretty explosive offense, yeah. I would go for it. But yeah. if you're going to trade him away for something lesser, no. No. I do not do that. No. Yeah, no. And I would say you may try to get picks out of it, but I'm not even sure you'll be able to get that yeah. at this point. Like, the panic I have for Eckler right now is the same exact panic I had for Kenyon Drake two years ago. Yeah. Where we're like, okay, he's going to get the opportunity, oh did really good last year, and that is it that bad? No, Higgins just took off for like a 40-yard touchdown. Oh, well, this game is going to get yeah. ugly. Gosh. Oh man, I feel so bad for Tua. Yeah. I oh uh, yeah. So I mean, we here at the Last Place Fantasy Podcast, we really hope Tua's okay. We do. Just because he's he's gone through a lot. Oh, I hate yeah. that for him though. Like I really do because he's. Oh, that sucks. Um. What well, also? Okay. What also sucks? I hate. I can't believe I'm doing this transition. Is the all right? So what also sucks is the Houston Texans. <laughs> um, I mean, they do. Uh, two losses. I mean, I'm not starting. Cook. Two losses and a one tie. tie. That's it's sad. I I mean, really, the only person I consider starting here is Damian Pierce, and that's uh, if. And yeah, I was gonna say that's that's like it really iffy. Yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks I, is a possible start possible he has just not gotten the targets yeah. whatsoever the last couple weeks that's the only well, thing he's that scares gotten the me, targets but... he has not gotten the receptions he needs to catch the dang ball oh I, yes yep i he's that. got 29 yeah. he just, yeah. targets over the last three weeks which is great Ooh, but he's only got out. 13 receptions out off of those 29 targets okay yeah that's pretty bad that's so pretty bad he needs to just catch the dang ball yeah so Cooks, I def so I changed my <laughs> mind on that. Cooks, you start. Yeah. All right. So the next game, uh, going to two more AFC South opponents: Titans at the Colts. Big game here, especially for I mean, the Colts. Let's see what happens here. I mean, Pittman definitely a start. If he's in, JT definitely a start. Yeah, JT was actually on the injured list today. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, it was a toe injury, but ooh, okay, we gotta be careful about the toes because yeah. that will knock a running back yeah. out. So he really was fast. he was on the injured list today um, as a limited participate participant. Okay, so li- limited still good, but that's definitely something yeah. to be aware of, or even temper but, your expectations. At that but point. for those of you listening in, we'll have more details i'll try to get more some more details on that um in our injury our news and injuries podcast um yeah titans on the other hand i mean so i mean there's not much there's not much to talk about with the titans um i mean traylon burks i start i would stash I, I I like him. Robert Woods actually showed up last week, which is good. Um, 
I, I just think a very I just think Traylon. Yeah, I think Traylon Burks has the most explosiveness, yeah. and I think that I mean they they need him to be yeah. the number one. So I definitely think that is. I think the Titans will push it. So hence, I think you should look. You should stash for mm-hmm. him. Because he's either going to be an easy trade for target right now, or he's on waivers, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And as much as as much as Ethan hates him, I would say <laughs> go get him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's I mean that's all for that yeah. game. Um, okay. So I wanted to throw a different idea for the segment okay. here at you. How much would you trade for Khalil Herbert right now? We are now talking about the Bears and Giants. Uh... How much would you trade for Khalil Herbert? Mm-hmm. My second-born child. Cause... <laughs> um, I, not really. <laughs> I mean, but... all right. So that means that means if Mar- if Marlo yes, got kids, yeah. Marlo's my dog, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, you, it, it, man, you're gonna get yeah. get rid of the get rid of the pups no, like that. I, but uh, no. I believe in him but i also need to see him in a a consistent starting role uh before i really truly invest in him i i love his potential i know that he's the number one there but whether he is a rb rb1 lock number one or an rb low-end rb2 number one that like that was monty for me was a low-end rb2 because of the volume that he got he was a an rb2 but his production was less than you know i would consider somebody like jt last year was a rb1 lock like every week because he was very productive if he continues with this performance that he did last week, if he gets another performance like that, I will then say he is worth a number one pick in that offense. Wow. In that offense. Good, good. So I guess, I guess, like, I want to kind of, like, contextualize this for for a lot of the people maybe uh, just listening to it right now going, wow, you're giving up the number one pick for Khalil Not Herbert. the number one pick. You are expecting – a number one pick. You are expecting Khalil Herbert to be the starting running back for the Chicago Bears next year. Is how you. I, I mean, I see it. I think. In, I mean, I would. I would trade a wide a flex like a couple flex wide receivers for Herbert yeah. right now. And if but if you need me to go crazy, uh, I mean. I would trade Josh Jacobs for Khalil Herbert right now. You know, yeah, I would. Jacobs is a consistent running back because he gets the volume. You know, he is in the final year of his rookie contract. They declined his fifth-year option. So that I'm concerned with his future. I'm concerned with his future past this current season. This season, he's he's fine. He's actually doing pretty well. Um, but I, I don't know about his future. Khalil Herbert, if he shows up over the next couple of weeks with Monty gone, 
I almost guarantee a uh, starting position le- next year. Leagues are going to go like turn into yep. flames if Khalil Herbert yep. takes off for a second straight week. And it's possible because he did it last year. And and that was a Yankee yep. offense. And so that's where it's like if he does, you may not you may not be able Mm-mm. to trade for him. Like this is you gotta get someone with cold feet that has Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert. Or I mean, it's kind of if, a if so, you, you have to get him before he gets hot, or else nobody's gonna want to. Yeah, it exactly, and that, that's how I feel about yeah that because as well. it's, and because besides people are that, be asking like their firstborn child for unlike the secondborn child that Ryan exactly. just offered. Uh, so besides that, on the Bears, uh, no one else, and look. Don't look at Cole Komet or Darnell Mooney unless you want your feelings My hurt. My feelings are already now, hurt with Mooney. I'm dude, Moon. Yeah, dude, Mooney hurts. Like we 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 were both high on Mooney. Very high on Mooney. And this has been, this has been nothing but disaster in my Field opinion. Field sucks. It's the bear. Yeah. It. Oh my goodness. Field sucks. It. It's just they're they are literally just not throwing the ball, and so like, two two for like twenty four yards. Oh, that's good for that offense but i'm like no i invested a seventh round pick in the darnell mooney thinking he'd be really good and cole Komet because he had 90 plus targets last year and it's just it's just all gone to i mean i'm happy i didn't invest in the cole Komet as much but it's been disaster from day one it's really frustrating very frustrating uh so, speaking of disaster, we're going to talk about the Giants' uh, wide receiver room. Cause, oh, oh, my God. gosh. Uh, what's going to – okay, so so I want to bring that up first because obviously you're starting Saquon. Yeah. Like, and Saquon's back. Like, this – that's all I want to see, and that's all we we really have to say mm-hmm. about that. I, I will tell you for Dynasty, and I did this in our league, Ryan, I picked up Daniel Bellinger. <laughs> as the tight end uh he's actually he's been surprising me and he's getting a good amount of targets so i picked him Mm -hmm. up so again look at me with like the 85 tight ends on the roster but okay so i've got a question for you okay what is the question with sterling shepherd out for the year is richie james richie james their number one wide receiver Uh, why do I have to imagine this? <laughs> I mean, Richie um, James, man. Look, I, th- I think Richie James has done well. If you give him the number one role, it's going to end in disaster. I would I actually bring up, I think you have to look at Kadarius Tony again. Yeah. yeah. I know I know for a lot of people who had him last year and this now this year, you've probably you hate being on this like yeah cycle of trauma yeah. that is starting Kadarius Tony, but now the Giants have no choice. Like well, that's I where mean, like you you're you have Wandale. Wandale's one guy. But Kadarius Tony has to be the other guy unless you want to start Kenny yeah, Gallaudet. I'm, I'm so now, do do you have the stones to start Kenny uh, Yes, <laughs> Yeah. I agree with that. It's that's a big question mark. My question to this New York Giants organization 
you forked over quite a bit of money bringing Kenny Galladay into your offense. And that, you have that was the old regime. And that yeah, so that's, but th- he's still there. You haven't traded yeah. him away. You well, haven't done anything. You can't. Like how the how the deal is structured, you just can't because they they get like fifty million in dead cash. Oh my gosh! Like it's such it's, so it's such a bad deal by the old regime, and now you're stuck with you're literally stuck with Kenny Galladay. And now he did play. He did get a couple of receptions. That's good because that was better than what but last still, year was. Like but he is he I'm, is not good. So. No, he's yeah. As I can't say he's good, but I mean, it's just hard to see their wide receiver room looking so bare like that. When you know, I mean, I'm sad that Sterling Shepard. What happened to him happened. I know. I'm. I was so, so excited for too. this for his his year this year. I was very excited. Um, yeah, freaking MetLife. But Richie James. Waiver pickup this year. I I I yeah. Pick I get up. I I pick him pick him up. See Probably not gonna benefit you a whole lot, but you never know. May end up being wide receiver one for the Giants. Who knows? You never know is the epitome of the Giants wide <laughs> yeah, receiver. You never know. It's just a big shrug. It's like, eh. yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. I it is a yep. giant head shrug. and neck injuries for Tua, and he's taken to the hospital. So he went straight oh, to the hospital. Yikes. Oh yeah, I would. So that makes that makes the Sunday injury into a bigger context. Yeah. And I think as much as I was I understand why the NFOPA wanted to investigate, now you better get that investigation going. Yeah. And understand what on earth happened. Yeah, and they'll figure it out. Um, that's crazy though. Yeah. I I hope so. Um feel so bad for Tua. Ugh. Okay, what's our next matchup? Um, a game that I did not expect to be probably game of the week. And I'm saying that with Ravens-Bills on the <laughs> yeah. schedule. Jaguars-Eagles. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the first time in a while, I saw some life in that Jaguars offense. Like, they showed up. Yeah. 38 to 10. Yeah, they showed up that like I I'll be honest. I'm I'm very impressed with this Doug Peterson offense, to be honest with you. Yeah. It does feel like he learned quite a few mistakes that happened in Philly, mm-hmm. especially with went with Wentz. And now like Trevor Lawrence is reaping yes. all the benefits. And there yeah. is a night and darkest of day uh, no, darkest of nights to brightest of days difference yeah. with it trevor lawrence and that's i mean james robinson's also looked good to where it's like wow all right players one achilles zero <laughs> and then i would say a person that i brought up as a waiver pickup is say yes yeah especially with his 24 um, he, targets over the last three weeks that's yeah. solid man yeah he's he's getting targeted they teams are focusing on kirk which is opened up Zay Jones, Say Jones is the clear cut yeah. two, even over Marvin Jones. Yeah, over Marvin Jones. Well, yeah, well he got he yeah. got the payday. He got like thirty four million, I want to say from, uh, yeah. uh, from 
the Jaguars. Yeah. I believe that's what the deal was, just off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, pro- I'm I'm still probably not starting ETN until I see more involvement, which that pains yeah. me to say. That pains Ethan to say. And- we're all, all, pain, all every etn truther who has held on to him since last year i feel bad because that's another that's... one of those things where it's like it's hard to watch somebody hold on to a player for like two years and not really get a whole lot of benefit you know them take up a spot in your tax either your taxi squad or on your bench or whatnot and them not really get used or used, sorry. And and why is that player DJ Moore? <laughs> DJ Moore is in the doghouse for me. So, dude did did you see did you did you see it in our ESPN league? I finally yeah. did it. <laughs> you did. I saw it. And I, I finally was so proud yeah. of you. I was I was over there uh, having a prayer set for you. Like, man, it took so yeah, much. He can't hurt yeah. me anymore. <laughs> like, you finally got out of that abusive relationship, Josh. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness that that was painful to watch but uh with i mean with etn you also have to understand like i think he will get involved more it's that we also have to understand this is his rookie year yeah like kind of like how we said with a lot of other players especially that got hurt rookie year is like hey this is your rookie year now etn is the same exact way and so that's where I have to temper my expectations. I am still holding on to him, but I am not going to hate you or not. Well, I'm not going to hate anyone period, but I'm not going to fault, put uh, fault you if you're panicking and traded him right now. Wouldn't drop him, but I would definitely like, if I got a good offer for ETN, it's hard for me to say no at this point. Yeah. If you got a good offer for him. So, yeah. So, Okay, so now we're going on to the Eagle side. Hertz is an auto start. AJ Brown yeah. auto start. Devontae Smith auto start at this point, I would say. Um, and... Yeah, Devontae Smith, yes. Um, but he's he's another flash player that I'd just be aware of. Well, I, so I would still start him because you don't know who it's going yeah. to be. And just because, especially now that Devontae Smith has put his name out there, now it's like, oh boy, we got to worry about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, yeah. and, along with the running game. And so that's where I, that's that's where the concern is for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to bring up the segment again, and specifically for this game, we're going to bring up two players. Okay. Are you are you trading for James Robinson or Miles Sanders? Are you trading for e- four or uh, giving them? I giving would them trade four. Both of them. Both. Both of them. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Because I'm yeah. on the I'm on the same I'm, path too. I'm on I'm, the same track. Yeah. I trade for both of them. I like both of them. I. Yeah. I think James Robinson is going to keep that workhorse back um, situation, at least for now, through this year. I think they'll reevaluate in this offseason. But they are going to get ETN into this offense. So yeah. they are going to get ETN into this offense. There's there's no way they can't. He's 
just with what he has shown, he is explosive. He is a great running back. He's a he's, he's a, a home run, run threat. Exactly. And uh, Miles Sanders, I think, is just going to get so much work. Um, he, he just he, he's hit the end yeah. zone a couple of times. But the thing, the reason why I'm not worried about Miles Sanders is that each of the three games, it's the game's been yeah. over by halftime. Yeah. And I think once you get into a game where it's a tougher game like this game, I think you'll see Miles Sanders' usage go yeah. way up. And whether it's running the ball, they know they can throw the ball to him, but obviously it's a lot of just running the ball. I definitely would trade for both. Right yeah, now. I would trade for both. Yep, same here. All right, so now we go on to the next game. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, I can't say that. It's the Zach Wilson uh, first game back, Jets at yep. Steelers. And he... I also did some. I also did something interesting in the ESPN lineup, and I want to bring this okay. up. Brees Hall. I I actually am putting Brees Hall over Michael Carter. In, really, in, in my okay. lineup. The reason why is because Zach Wilson doesn't throw it to the running backs as much, so that kind of kills the usage of michael carter and then we've also seen it just based off going through the game and going through like the stat yeah. sheets uh Brees hall's just been a way better runner period than michael yeah. carter yeah and i th- and i think that's where it's Brees hall i think it's Brees hall time i i would rather be a week early yeah. on this because once he does explode zach zach wilson actually has an ability it just be, especially when they started Flacco, like you're not worried about yeah. him running around. Now you have to be worried about that with Zach Wilson, even post injury. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, and Zach Wilson is also going to be throwing the ball more vertically, which I think is going to help Brees Hall out yes. even more. So I made that change. Obviously, most likely, I'm not going to put him in our little trade trade segment whatsoever because most likely whoever has him is keeping him. Yeah. I'm I'm holding on to him. I'm a I'm a Brees Hall owner. I am holding on to him, praying that God forbid um Michael Carter gets an injury or they decide to throw him I, in the doghouse and let Brees Hall run run circles. Yeah. No. I I don't think he's going to get like full workhorse, yeah. like ninety percent of the workload, but I definitely think it will shift to 60-40 yeah. at this point. And considering just how that offense has been, like 60% of the Jets carries, sign me up for yeah. that. And I, I just think Melvin, what Brees Hall Gordon, can do... Javante Williams thing going on. Situation? Exactly. And the, the Steelers have the worst run the run defense in the league right now. Like so, And it's been such a big situation. Yeah. Montrevious Adams is now the starting nose tackle over Tyson Alualu. And, but even then, I don't think there's going to be that big of a yeah. difference. So that's where, like, uh, what what are you yeah. going to do, basically? So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I I get that. Um, one more thing I want to say about the Jets, Tyler Conklin. How are you feeling about Tyler Conklin? Because he's on he's on track to like 
break his personal record. I have I have to think about that. And the the reason why is just because Flacco also liked throwing to tight ends. It could be a flash in the pan. Like personally, I what I think is going to happen, and I'll eat crow and I'll I'll say I'm wrong if it doesn't happen. I think Conklin's targets move to Elijah more mm. once Zach Wilson gets gets into the lineup. I hope so. <laughs> and I think I yeah same, same here. Considering I, I also have Elijah yeah. Moore, but a lot in I more. think yeah that that's where it's like Chris. Chris Davis has scored, but he really hasn't been used. He's been the weird third wheel. Yeah. It's obviously been Garrett Wilson. It's been and Elijah Moore as the top two, or that's at least the future. And I think for Elijah Moore's sake, it's going to change with Zach yeah. Wilson. But I also think Zach Wilson can do things that Joe Flacco can't, and that's going to help Elijah Moore even more. Mm-hmm. But Conklin, I would just take a look at it because I can see them throwing the ball a whole lot more or play actions that because Zach Wilson can't, has that mobility. And I can see Conklin getting a couple of easy complete, completions here or there. Yeah, I, I I, hope they stay consistent with his usage because I'd, I'd enjoy seeing Conklin get fed every week. Like, yeah. that would be awesome. But... On the other hand, I would also like to see Elijah Moore thrive in this offense. I, I just um, and he and he has yeah. at certain points. That's like so. That's where it's like it's it's driving me crazy. I'm like, you've seen him do yeah. really well. Just get yeah, him the ball, and then him. that that opens up mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, and that's and then your offense is just going to be smooth sailing from there. So just. Zach, Zach Wilson, please be good. Please be good, Zach Wilson. I believe in you. I really do. Yeah. I really believe in you, man. Please. Uh, now, speaking... Uh, well, actually, I'm not even going to transition. Cardinals-Panthers is... Oh, no, actually, we didn't even talk about Steelers. That's my bad. That explains how <laughs> mediocre the Steelers are. Um, don't start Trubisky. You're probably starting Najee. You're probably going to be upset with Najee again if he doesn't score. And then Fryermuth, I would start if you don't have a better option. But let's just say I wanted to fight Mitch Trubisky last week when it took four minutes left in the game for Pat Fryermuth to get one target. Yeah. Why did... Did Fryermuth pee in his coffee? Yes, he did. He did. Had to. He had to have. I don't know what's going on with them. It's... There there has been reports of a lot of grumbling and a lot of uh, upset. Yeah, and Claypool kind of brought it up a little bit, trying to be coy about it, but it definitely sounds like there's a lot of dissent happening right now within the offense. And I wonder if that means Pickett is sooner than later. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I'm hope. I'm hoping so because I think that opens up like the moment. I, all right. So I'll say. I'll say with this, and because I, we keep bringing up running backs in this situation, 
the moment Kenny Pickett becomes the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am doing whatever I can to trade for Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay and Claypool. I I think Claypool may end up getting vaulted into a... It's Claypool or Pickens. Oh, Pickens hasn't seen a whole lot of usage. It just, yeah, it hasn't been a lot, so... Of but even Fryermuth, I would, I would like the moment Pickett becomes the starting quarterback, I am trading for any of those guys, just because it yeah. is like, I at this point, you kind of know the ceiling for Trubisky, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like the ceiling is frustrating, and I think with Pickett, they they would actually it would actually open up that offense, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so going to the next game, which before we get going, because now we're going to the after the later afternoon games. What's the what's the score of the Miami game so um, far? It is on commercial. I will tell you when oh. we get back, because <laughs> I haven't really been paying attention too much. <laughs> let let me see if NFL.com. Oh, it's fourteen twelve. That's that. Okay, fourteen twelve at the half. Okay, so let's go with the next game here, which is going to be the Cardinals and the Panthers. Um, so where to begin with this one? Because I'll be honest with you, I am just not thrilled with so, anybody. Like, I mean, we've already. I, I'd like to. I'd like which to team start you want to start with? Um, I okay. do not believe that Kyler, um, is. Fit to run this offense yes i he has okay. struggled so can, much over the last couple of weeks and he's can i oh, go, ahead. go ahead can i present a counter okay. argument i don't think it's kyler i think it's Cliff. really okay yes but i want to hear i want to hear your i first. i just feel like he's really struggled the last couple of weeks and he has had to carry the team on his shoulders every single week every single week and they've just struggled i think part of it is because they're missing wide receivers you know um rondale hasn't really showed up this year he's been injured like all year and then we've been missing um their starter oh god um, uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, they're missing DeAndre, and I think it, he's just struggled to find targets and to work with this offense the way it is. So something needs to happen, whether it's a scheme change, I... whether it's they need to bring in more personnel, but Kyler needs help with this team. He does. So. So, yeah, that's where I go. I think the issue is Cliff. And, I mean, this this is something I've been saying for a while is I don't think that offense works as it stands. And, I, you know what, I, I will take this in a different direction, and I will, I will make a long story very short. What Cliff, so Cliff Kingsbury, I actually had hope in him after year one. And the reason why is because every receiver got hurt and he was forced to adapt. And what he did there was to go multiple tight ends and run the ball with Kenyon Drake. 
So the, ne- the, the following season, they get Hopkins. We're all still excited about Kenyon Drake. And we're like, wow, all right, we see Cliff was able to adapt, and that was his first year post-Texas Tech. Like, we're okay, I'm impressed. I think this is going to be great. Literally, getting Hopkins may have been the worst thing for Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, in my opinion, <laughs> because that enabled him to go back to what he was doing beforehand. And what we've seen beforehand is almost no tight ends on the field, or if, if so, there's one but it's short passes to kind of run the ball. And then you're using your just your five regular offensive linemen and read option and, or just zone and basic run plays to like, to like get the ball rolling. And then your occasional Kyler deep shot. I personally don't think the cliff offense works right now. It's because it's too basic at, at its core. The, the point of just getting the ball out quick, being faster than everyone else to just to the point where like you're getting no route variety like that's where it's like why do you think when instead of people being like student like student athletes you're getting people who are getting paid to beat you and study you 24 7 literally for an entire week do you think having less route uh Wow, route variety will work. And I think it's indicative on the coach when you get more established talent and you can't make it work. And that's where I think I think you're I think what you're getting frustrated with Kyler about, you should aim that frustration at Cliff. Because Kyler is an incredible talent at quarterback. But has he really um uh we have to uh like th- think of it in this way kyler is a talent but has he really developed into an nfl quarterback i don't think so and that's you're saying that when he's gotten hollywood brown when he's gotten hopkins when he's gotten james Conner, Ertz, all these certified talents so is the problem yeah. Ky- kyler or is it cliff? it's it's probably with cliff i'm just tired of seeing him struggle because he's done that for years. Yeah. So, um, I mean, other than Kyler, uh, Marquise Brown, keep an eye out for this week. Yeah, I and then I would start him. He's going to get the targets. And Dorch is and, a good. And Zach Ertz. Uh, Zach Ertz uh, also keep yeah, an eye Dorch, out. Yeah, Do- Dorch and Ertz are the only other two. Um, as far as the other side for Carolina, it is CMC, and that's, that's all it. I'm going to that's say. That's it. Don't we won't even go into the yeah. Panthers just because no. it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Now, uh, the next game, however, this gets interesting: Patriots, Packers, and most likely Mac Jones isn't playing. Um, so, I've I've seen reports that he is. Okay, but so even then, he's heavily yeah. limited, so expect a big Ramondre Damian Harris game. Yeah. And as far as the receivers or tight ends, don't worry yeah, about Yeah, well, it. and when it <laughs> comes to Ramondre and um, Harris, good luck. Um, luck of the draw. I, I, put bo- I put both in. Yeah. I put both in. It's like, I, I would just start draw, both. Whoever, whoever yeah. ends up getting the most targets. I, and... 
I think you have a better chance of both of them scoring this yeah. week, though. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the other side, I kind of want to bring up another person within the trade segment. Romeo Dobbs. Trade four. Trade four. Tra- trade four. I don't... In a redraft or keeper league, who are you willing to give up for Romeo Dobbs? Uh, redraft keeper? Because oh I gosh. have my answer. I don't even know. I don't know on this one. Because he's still a question mark. I mean, he showed up last week. But that was with the seas parting, or the seas parting for him to do that. So I I still want to see the production before I invest. So, okay. Because I will tell you, um, and this is, all right, so I'm going to take the assumption that he did take off this week. And he did really good. It's a it's a second great week. I would straight up trade Hollywood Brown for Romeo Dobbs. I would. Do I would it. do it. I would do it because the Just, the uh, level of production for uh, Hollywood goes down after weeks. It's six. going to drop. Yeah. Yep. And His once potential uh, once hot yeah Nuke comes once back. Nuke comes back his potential goes down and i think yeah i think i'd be i'd be interested in that trade if somebody yeah. proposed that i would personally make that trade i would yeah. even make that trade in dynasty to be honest with you uh so i mean that's basically it you're starting aj dillon you're starting aaron jones i think they'll have a pretty good game rogers will have a pretty good game as well Maybe. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I just had somebody propose a trade to me in one of my leagues. Oh, no. Dak Prescott for Devontae Adams, straight up. <laughs> and I could not help but That's laugh. A, that... I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I am stumped. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? It's, it, it's Ethan's league. Honestly, so much weird crap has been going on in this league. (laughs) Somebody dropped. Get this. Somebody dropped Chris Godwin. Just straight up dropped. Didn't even add drop. Dropped Dalvin Cook. Dropped Alvin Kamara. And then... Oh, that's it. That's it. It It was after... It was after he dropped Chris Godwin. I was like... What's going on with this dude? And then he dropped Dalvin Cook and, then you saw... and Alvin Kamara. And I literally had to text Ethan, who's, by the way, for our listeners, he's the other guy that's normally on this show. Um, I had to text Ethan, who's the commissioner, and was like, dude, commissioner, get in on this, or else there's going to be a feeding frenzy at, for this guy's roster. Yeah. And he's like, you so he had to get on there and take people from a roster that, you know, he they'd pick they kind of picked him clean after he had dropped everybody that was any good. What is and I was like, that... holy crap. Like you need to get control of this dude. I don't even think this guy knows how to play fantasy football because I'm like, oh that... my god. 
that league sounds like it's a it's circus, chaos. for lack of a it's better It's chaos, word. and I have yeah, no clue cha- why I'm one and two in that league. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I have such a good team, but I'm one and two. So, yeah. Of course, it, it, it's, the circ- yeah. it's the Chaos Incarnate League where you're like, none exactly. of this makes sense. Why am I one yeah. and two? Oh my goodness. So, yeah, okay. let's, let's continue. We got, we got three. Right, I got a little. Side yeah, we track. got three more games here. Unbelievable. Broncos Raiders. Um, I will tell you for the love of all things not named Russell Wilson. Don't start don't Russell, start Wilson. Russell Wilson. Please don't start. Start their Please don't over Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but. <laughs> Okay, so I, I will give you that uh, part of the trade segment. I do want. I did want to bring up Javante okay. Williams. Are you worried about Javante Williams at no. all, or are you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm not. Either. I'm not worried. And I would. Um. But he may. He may be a good panic buy for people. Um. I. I'm right there. I, with people you. who are Javante Williams owners in your league, if he is in their flex position or on their bench take a shot take a shot at him he's worth it i think next year when finally melvin gordon gets kicked off the team um (laughs) i've been calling for it for the last year but it's gonna be like the jamal williams uh, not jamal williams jamal adams where he locked out of the the facility yeah that's what needs to happen he's he just keeps leeching off of Jim or Javante Williams. But when he's gone, I think Javante Williams is vaulted into a RB one slot. That's on lock. Oh, like yeah. he's going to have command yeah. over that. Offense. Yeah. Yeah. He's an end, end route to yeah. a lock. And then as far as the receivers go, uh, any pass catchers, I think it's Sutton and yeah. no one else, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whole. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop Judy, but I would not hold start on to Judy. Him. Hold on to him. Yeah, I would hold on to him as well, just hoping that the offense gets figured out. Now, speaking of an offense that's not having it figured <laughs> out right now is the Raiders. Um, you're probably not starting Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs probably an RB two or a flex at best. Keep Devontae Adams. He's always yeah, got Devontae upside. Adams, it's yeah, always got upside. It's been rough. And it will figure itself yeah, out. Yeah. Now the, the big question I want to bring up is uh are you chasing after Matt Collins at all? No. no. I I'm not either, and that's and I would and I because I'm not even start thinking about starting Renfro either. Yeah. Now, Ren, see, Renfro's going through uh, concussion protocol right now. I think so. I don't even know if he's yeah, eligible for this this yeah. week. I don't know if he's even playing this week. But even then, he has such he has the steep. I didn't think yeah. about this, and it makes a lot of sense why Renfro has not done well. And is that he out of the Josh McDaniel system? He has the steepest learning yeah. curve. And that's where I, I go, oh, I should have realized that. Hmm. So that's where, like, Waller and Adams should have been the top two guys in my mind, and then I would have waited to get Renfro. 
I I would say if someone's probably dropped Renfro already, yeah. and I would pick him up and oh, stash him, sure. yeah. wait it out, because I think later in the year it will figure itself mm. out. Because I I would not be surprised if the Raiders are like we're gonna have to throw the win, like this is all this is what we got to do at this yeah. point, and they're zero and three, like they have to catch up somehow. Yep, they've they've got to get started. So, yeah, they definitely got to get started there. So our Sunday night game, which I think is interesting, I like it. Uh, I like it. I like it. We now keep this in mind. This game will get weird. Uh, we do have to bring up Hurricane Ian at the moment. Yes. Uh, so that's the only thing is just be on the lookout, especially when it comes to Bucks and Chiefs players. I don't think this will get like a full week postponement, but I would not be surprised if there if it's a neutral. Uh, a neutral no, site they've game already stated or... that it's going to be played in Tampa. In it's Tampa. going because they they okay. played yeah. around with the possibility of them doing it at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, and and today they, said no? they came out with a press release saying that they are playing in their home stadium in Tampa Bay. So, all right, um, that's yeah. interesting. So it may because, be a run game because it did go. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I mean, I it's going to be a yeah. slosh fest. Like, that field has to be yep. soaked. Which, did you, all right, so, all right, so, um, did you know that there's a part in Florida where there, there was a shark swimming through the street? <laughs> like, the whole, like, the whole town is flooded, really? and there's a shark swimming through oh the street. Gosh. Yes. It is the most Florida thing I think I've ever heard of in my life. That's crazy. Uh, but uh, uh, so I mean, let's go with this game. I would say temper all your expectations yeah. on every player here. We have yeah. no idea how, what the field condition is. This is something to actually pay attention to, like the weather reports, the field conditions. Yeah, just like with week one, because this when it was with the Forty yeah, Nineers and Bears. Bears. Yeah. Yep, 100% agree with you. So, But in the meantime, you're probably starting CEH, Mahomes, yep. and Kelsey on that side. Buck side, you're probably going Brady, Fournette, Evans, Godwin uh, if he not, plays. I don't think Godwin is going to be playing. I would not be surprised if they held him out of this game. Yeah. Just be like, hey, this field is not the greatest. We're gonna have to deal with it somehow, but that's kind of who—that's the only people I would yeah. start in that game. And now we get to our Monday night game: the Rams and the 49ers. This is interesting, and I will give a few reasons. My last trade segment player for you, Ryan, okay, is Debo Samuel. Because I've gotten mixed reviews on how people view Debo. I'm a hold on Debo. You could trade him away. You can can do whatever you want with him. I'm kind of neutral on it. Like, if you decide to trade him away, obviously make sure you're getting the value. Because he's not diminished in value. His usage over the last couple of weeks has not changed like has it's just been been, it's just been lack of touchdowns exactly 
It's been lack of touchdown, but his record season last year, his usage has not changed since then. So I think he's still wide receiver one there in, in uh, San Fran. I also think that um, he's, he's a risky play this year. So that, that's why I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think he's a hold because he's risky due to injury because of his usage. You know, he's used like a running back and you know how running backs are in San Fran. Yeah. (laughs) But. And I, I, I think that usage is going to get more too. I think we're, I think we're going to see closer to last year personally. And the, just the, just really the big reason why Jimmy G's a quarterback yeah. like that that is it as some of the running could have been like taken away from Debo and given to Trey Lance but Trey Lance had broken ankle let's like so obviously you're not doing that with Jimmy G but I mean literally the Sunday night game we were doing the review and I was kind of, like I was taking a peek at the 49ers offense you literally <laughs> remembered why the 49ers traded for Trey Lance in that yeah. game. And that is where it's again Jimmy G can't be the offense, but he can run an offense. And that's where but that's where you go you look at Debo, a guy who can be the offense and go, hey, this is the you're gonna have to do it again. So I personally would be trading for Debo. I would give up a lot for Debo at this point. Just because I personally, the the seas have parted to where it's going to happen again. Yeah. But now that they have Ayuk involved, so that's where it does make it easier on Debo. For sure. For sure. It it makes it a little easier on Debo. But I don't think Ayuk is going to be as used as you know he was his rookie year so no yeah unfortunately not like the rookie year just because everyone got hurt but even then literally uh, there's a play um i don't know if you saw it but it was they so the jimmy g ends up throwing the ball to Ike, and it's on a like a 10 yard dig route but he was on the opposite side of the field and then on the other side there was a bunch formation the Broncos had a miscommunication, and Debo's wide open huh. on a vertical route. Jimmy G looks at him and doesn't throw the ball. I don't – but literally that play is a oh microcosm of why they – again, they drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. but And it's why that we're even having this – uh, the, this kind of like discussion about oh how is Debo going to be how is IU going to be and that's where I go with Debo because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be like hey I'm stuck with Jimmy again we're gonna we're gonna run yeah. it back yeah yeah and then for the Rams uh Stafford Cup and Higby. I'll, I'll go That's, and say Higby. Yeah, I'd say Higby is is a definite. I I, I think he's he's a potential. I drank that. Sorry. I think yeah. I think Allen Robinson is still. I think he's still good, and I think he's getting the opportunity. 
but he is a person where I need to see one really good game out of him before I'm comfortable starting. Yeah, I'm not convinced with Allen Robinson. I'm I'm not I'm not convinced either, but he definitely just has to get in the offense. Yeah, see, I'm just not convinced in his usage. I don't think it's fantasy relevant. I think it's great for that team. I just don't think it's fantasy relevant. So, yeah, that's just and me. I'm with you there. I I think it will be fantasy rele- relevant soon, though. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of fantasy relevance, uh, we are that is all the games for this week. But now it is time for bus sleeper and lock. Um, we really should keep a count of these, and well, I probably yeah, I probably should. But Ryan, who is your bust for this week? Oh my gosh! Oh man! I feel like I'm cheating with my answer. Oh my gosh! I don't. I don't have one. Um, I think Penny. I think Penny. okay. So mine's along the lines. I was going Antonio Gibson. Okay, against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, against the Cowboys. I don't yeah. trust that O line at all, yeah. whatsoever. Okay, so eh, pretty simple. That. Yeah, pretty easy for us there. So who is your sleeper this Dubs. week? Dubs, for sure. Ah, oh, you took my answer. Now I got to think of another one. Good old Romeo. Good I old think, Ro- Romeo. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do well this week. Um, I believe in him, uh, especially against a fairly squishy Saints secondary. Um, I think he'll be all right. They they play uh, page, uh Ooh, Hill big play Patriots secondary. All the way down to the five. Nice. All right. Oh wow. Um. Ooh. Oh boy, who's my sleeper this week? Um, I gotta pick a lock. Hmm. I have no clue what a like which lock. Oh, based on based on this episode, I know oh, your lock, and I won't. Pick I know. It. I know my lock. I know my lock. Oh, actually, okay, I do know my sleeper. Give me DJ Chark. If Amon Ross St. Brown is out. If, okay. yeah, if, if Sun God is sleeper. out, DJ okay. Chark. That's a, con- a alright, okay, conditional sleeper. sleeper. If you want me to pick another one, I'll go deep sleeper, and that's Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. Okay, okay. Just because both both safeties are out for Buffalo yeah. right now. You have two young corners. Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Davis White's not mm-hmm. out there. Obviously, you're covering Bateman. Obviously, you're covering Andrews. I think Isaiah Likely's breakout game might be this week. So, okay. I, okay. I like that. I like the likelihood of that. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well done, Ryan. All righty. So, your lock. So, my lock is actually from the same game. This man Ooh. has carried the Baltimore Ravens for the last three weeks. Well, well, Lamar well. Lamar freaking Jackson. 
the man. Like, I think he's QB1 this year. You, you know, right? I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Oh man! All right, look. If I if I pick Lamar, Ethan will call me out as a homer. But I'm going to be honest in this section. I am going to pick the same game, but I'm picking Josh Allen. Okay. Just because, just. Literally just because I don't think a single offense, a single defense can stop yeah. Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has hit the point where it's he's going to get his no yep. matter what. And most likely the only person to beat it's Josh, Josh Allen. <laughs> yes. Literally that, that that is going to be the only thing. So I think he's a lock no matter what good the Ravens yeah. do. I think it's if they can stop everyone else is the question. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So, yeah, that is our week four preview. That we've, I mean, that it's been a roller coaster of emotions going through all the different games. Uh, again, I say, as we bring this up now, our our thoughts and prayers go up to Tua. Um, there is a report that the Dolphins have announced that he has movement in all extremities. So that's, that's really good. good to hear. That's who, and yeah, we we just. We all hope Tua has a speedy recovery, but more importantly, a healthy recovery. I want we want to make sure that he is healthy before football coming back yeah. onto the field is even for an sure. option for him. Um, but as always, uh, our news and injuries episode will come out probably right before uh, the beginning matchups uh, for Week One, except the Vikings game because. I will not be up at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, but if you have any waiver advice, uh, waiver uh, questions, any trade offer ideas, or any uh, lineup questions of that sort, feel free to hit us up at, at LastPlaceFP. Yep. I believe at LastPlaceFP. And definitely um, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe this YouTube channel. And go in and follow us on all of our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them at Last Place FP. So this is our week four preview. Thank you again for everyone for listening. My name is Josh, along with my co-host Ryan, and we will see y'all very soon. Okay, I got a trade.